1: From Ida Zimbra, this is you talking talking heads to my talking head, the comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things talking heads. This is good rock and roll. um, Music. Ah. No. <laughs> to the moon alice uh, straight to the moon with my fist i punch you was that the uh catch <laughs> that was exactly it you nailed it wow this is i'm gonna beat you senseless and send you to the moon in a rocket i'm gonna wallop you till your face is black and blue I am gonna make you bleed from your face because of my punches. <laughs> what a wonderful catchphrase! Well, it was a different time, but a time I think that maybe was a better time. Oh, most assuredly, one hundred percent. Jesus, who, who, who is that guy? Was <laughs> the guy who said "most assuredly"? Yeah, I liked it. He's it was like a, a new, yeah, new voice for you. I really enjoyed it. Um, welcome to the show. This is you talking, talking heads to my talking head, a very important, I don't know why I said very important, not really important. Nothing about this show is important. Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but a very exciting, it's not even exciting. I don't know what to call, what would you call today's Hmm. show? I think if I were to try and encapsulate the show in a sentence, first thing I would do is excise the words interesting and uh exciting important. wait exciting and important Inter- throw interesting, interesting in there well. too but yeah, i would excise that as well uh those three uh, words cannot be in the sentence scintillating of interest uh remarkable and none of these apply yeah nothing nothing applies to this show and we apologize look it's taken us this many episodes we apologize we don't know why yeah, you're listening Very sorry. (laughs) But uh, at least we're, we're broing out and listening to some good tunes. And that's what uh, this show is all about. And what what can you expect? You know what I mean? Um, But we do have uh, a show, certainly. And uh, the subject matter of today's show is the album Little Creatures. We will be talking about the 1985 album Little Creatures, Talking Heads best selling album we will be talking about that coming up in a little bit before but before that it's hard to say bit but bit in a little but bit but before but. bit but little bit of butt like that <laughs> yeah. just a little bit of butt sort of just a little bit just please give me just a little bit of butt <laughs> just a little <laughs> please just a little bit <laughs> um <laughs> Bits. Also, not interested in meeting that guy. <laughs> nope. You have a collection of uh, of people that uh, I would never want to skeezy, run into on the street. Sketchy dudes. Speaking of the street, though, we'll talk about this uh, in a little bit. But I want to introduce you across from me. And when I say across from me, I'm talking three thousand miles across from me. And we'll talk about this in a little bit. Uh, you know him from Krampus. You know him from Piranha Double D or Triple D or something like that. You know him from No, no I d I wasn't in that one. Oh, that's is that the sequel? I apologize. I'm sorry to yeah. I'm sorry to accuse you of being in what you consider to be an P- inferior Piranha, sequel. Piranha Double D. <laughs> yeah. I was not in that. Were you asked to be in it and then you saw just Double D on the title page and said, No, because nope. I was I was killed in the original I, not that that would have stopped yes him, but i apologize um, i don't remember the particulars of the piranha shears film. in it though shears and uh, double D. and i believe ving rames is as well at least in the I'm, prologue yeah I'm sure i think i saw both of them although do i remember them no um but uh you know him from all of those movies and then uh as a side hustle he occasionally acts in tv shows um trying to get that green trying to chase that paper and you know him from one uh, called Parks and Recreation. Please welcome Adam Scott. Hey, everybody. To my left, we've got the man, the number one fan of all things, Scott Ackerman. Yeah. Everybody. Hey, everybody. Oh, wait. That's your thing. Uh, yeah. Just change it up a little bit and you can be your thing. Hey, everybody. Juan, person, yeah, every every everyone, well, everybody, yeah, that's great, everyone. Hey, everyone, every every person named Juan, hey, saying hello to all of them. Sure, of course, we got uh, Juan. uh, I'm trying to think of any person named Juan. (laughs) Can you think of any Valdez? Valdez, who's that? (laughs) Isn't he the man on the uh, old, like, super old racist coffee commercials? (laughs) Juan Valdez, oh yeah, I guess so. Hey, what do you think about the Land of Lakes girl? Uh, Also racist Uh, Also racist But those titties Am I right (laughs) Well listen Uh, Once something's racist I cannot see beyond that Is this an episode of but those titties (laughs) I believe so Hey, everyone, welcome to Butt Those Titties. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And we're just talking, look, we're talking about beautiful, beautiful women here and their accomplishments. Um, For instance, Maxine Waters. Wonderful, wonderful, um, wonderful woman. Uh, Right. She is, uh, of course, the... uh, 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 she's in the uh, she's the U.S. representative for California's 43rd congressional district since 1991. Um, she has done so much in her political career, but those titties! I'm going to just <laughs> stay out of this one. You know why? Why? Is that? You know why? Why is that? I feel like maybe at some point this could harm me in some way. Just being anywhere near this conversation. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I understand. All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye. They
0: give me when they bounce around.
1: Good. Very strong. Very strong <laughs> episode. <laughs> Um, Adam, I I mentioned it. Um, You are very far away from me. Usually when we tape these episodes, look for the majority of the ones in our previous, uh, our previous podcasts from you talking you two to me to, are you talking R.E.M. me to you. talking Huey to me to stained glass. We've been in the same room for most of those that has changed for the talking head show. Um, but at least we were in the same zip code, but now yeah. you are in a zip code that starts with a one. Tell us about that. Yeah, Well, New York state. Sure. Like, um, if you're thinking about California, where I hail from, uh, all of the zip codes in California, every single one of them. And I don't have a count off hand, although. How many zip codes there are in uh, California? Yes. You don't I know that, that information just off the top of your red? head? It's not. I do not. I'm ashamed to say. Huh. Uh, I will look this up. Uh, how do you spell how? How. Uh, how as in? How. Ho. Like, how. uh how. Uh, I think how. it's. How. I think it's like show without the S. Show without the S. Okay. So that's just a plain old w h uh, o w. H O W, yeah. Uh, pretty much, okay. yeah. H O W, yeah. Standard how how um, many zip codes? You know how uh, to spell many zip codes, but not how? Okay, go ahead. How? How? Yeah, many zip codes in California is uh, no problem. Hmm. Okay. Uh, 2,597 zip codes. Hey, hey. Is this an episode of That's a Lot of Zip Codes? Yes. everybody, welcome to That's a lot of Zip codes. This is Scott, and this is Scott. And today we're just talking about states that have look, it's right there in the title, a lot of zip codes. A lot. like a dare I say, a shitload of codes. A shit metric ton of zippies. Oh man, if I had this many turds, I'd have a big pile of dung. <laughs> As many turds as there are zip codes, you I mean? I apologize. I'm, <laughs> or, just a, I'm going to just a blanket apology. <laughs> um, but we're talking about California, which has, uh, so, I mean, by my count, over 2,500 zip codes. Yeah. just That's just by my just count. Zippies for days, guys. Zippies out the wazzy. I got zippies coming out of my... Eeries. <laughs> um and there's nothing else to say. But that's a lot of zip codes. That's a lot of zips. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye. The USA. Man, I wonder. I wonder if that's the most zip codes in a state. I would think that Texas, or well, I wonder if Alaska would have more zip well, codes I bet or Texas has l- less because there's so many unpopulated areas. That's what I'm wondering. I would think Alaska would be even though it's gigantic. Wait a second. How many were in California? About 2500. 2597. Guess how many more zip codes Texas has. How many more zippies Texas has? <sighs> Probably 3. Yeah. Oh, am I right? Yeah, yeah. They have twenty six hundred. Yeah, that's goods. what I thought. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I bet Alaska only has two hundred and seventy three or something. Hmm. That sounds low, but you're probably right. Let me check. Yeah, go ahead, that. look it you're up. Right, you're right. I am right. Okay. Yeah. I wonder how many are in New York though. Unique New I'm York. Unique New York. I wonder how many would be there. I mean, obviously, how do you spell how? Um, kind of like howl without the L. Howl, 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 how howl well, how well, how how will how well? It's, no, 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 no. In the zip code, it's, it's area. Howl, as in the contraction of how will. Howl. without the, the L apostrophe L L. Oh, without the L L apostrophe L L. Take those out. Lighting the. Lantern. Oh, okay. So H O W. Yeah. Yeah. H O W. Pretty simple. Oh, before we get to New York, how many zip codes? Just period. How many zip codes are there? Entirely? Well, if you consider that. California has 2,597. Texas has 2,600. Alaska has about 273. New York has 2,150. Oh, by the way, that's just my guess, 2,150 in New York. I would think the U.S. has probably 41,689. Let me... Yes. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Wow. New York has 2,150. Yeah, that's what I said. I mean, that was my guess. Am I right? But New York is a small state, but a Uh, lot of people. A lot of zippies for such a small state. So many zippies! I mean, this is almost an episode, but uh, I don't think it is. No, I don't. (laughs) I don't think it is. So (laughs) many zippies, though, it's getting me a little greedy. Just because it's not an episode does not mean- We can't acknowledge. I'm not going to acknowledge <laughs> no. the amount of zips. Oh, no, dude. The number of those zips is pretty oh. high. I, and just the the absence of a specialized po- podcast episode about zippies- does, It doesn't mean anything. Not hold me back. No, of course not. A guy with your From interest? Never. No, 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 no. Oh my gosh. Well, um, you are, you are in that zip code. Uh, uh, you're in one of the 2150. Is that what you're trying to say? That's right. Uh, and in New York, they all start with one in California. They all start with nine. Um, which is fun to think about. Uh, that's, you know, 27, 2600 rounding up. It's 2600 in California. Uh, and they all start with nine, so think about that. So so there's there's 400 s- four hundred and or four thousand six hundred or seven hundred and fifty in in California and New York alone, which means the rest of the thirty seven thousand start with two through eight and are dispersed throughout this United States, is that correct? that's right and uh it also means that there's some repeat offenders we got you know I don't know what other state has their zippy that starts with a nine but uh, you think there's is, they've got that in common with uh, really okay I don't know California, California. look we we're not guys who know a lot about zippies although I would guess that Washington starts with a nine but who knows I'm just saying that we we can appreciate the amount of them in certain places oh yeah I mean it's crazy to just think about how many just the sheer volume <laughs> the, the magnitude of the number when you think about it, it's impressive it's it's, <laughs> it's i mean it's it's a high number it's staggering it really is it's, it's huge it, it truly truly is, but it's it, it it doesn't warrant an episode, but when you think about no. it <laughs> no, no 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 but but no, but when you pause to think. Holy yeah. shit not an episode not an episode but man when you really wrap your mind around it boy It's staggering <sighs> incredible stuff but de- definitely not an episode but that I mean, oh no 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 <laughs> that is a lot of zi zipp- i gotta but I got being an episode will not it will not hold not us back, back no no from it will not deter us from telling you that that is a hell of a lot of zippies <laughs> <laughs> yeah it really is it truly is so what can i can i ask regarding your change of zippy yeah <laughs> you you are currently in new york and you uh are residing there for the time being is that correct sure yeah um i'm 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 here and uh uh and uh it's you know what you know what's interesting about being in New York for you know uh a You know, short amount of time is—is that I'm here and this is where uh, Talking Heads really flourished and really bloomed. Truly, truly. I mean, getting back to Talking Heads, um, which we were talking about before, um, they certainly cut their teeth in Rhode Island at the RISD, Rhode Island School of Design. Listen, it's where they met. Certainly, 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 certainly. And of course, they traveled the world and- uh, On tour, yeah, Recorded a lot of their uh, albums down in Jamaica, but I'll be damned if they didn't blossom in New York City. Yeah, I mean, just take it sometimes in, you know, entertainment, uh, whether it be uh, your typical showbiz, like movies, TV, that sort of stage- uh, or the music industry, uh, people say, you know, you got to take it to the next level. And mm. for Talking Heads, they took it to the next level uh, here in New York City at uh, the, you know, t- clubs and stuff. Clubs and stuff. We, we don't know which clubs, but they certainly probably no, 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 played no. clubs. No one knows what the clubs were. And you know what, Adam? I bet a lot of those clubs, their zippy started with one. Oh, 100 percent that they were living in the one back then and they were just grinding the zips (laughs) i mean not a week would go by where they weren't like no no got one got one got one yep just like oh yeah which because they would tour around the u.s like in a old van sure and the heads mobile and they, every time they crossed into a new zip, <laughs> everyone would just start going, what's the zip? Yeah. What's the zip? And high-fiving each other going, we got yeah. a new zip. We got new a new zips! Zip! Uh, And that, you can take that to the bank about Talking Heads. If we know anything 100%. about Talking Heads, it is that. And um, yep. so Adam, you're in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, i'm in new york i think we've established that at this point <laughs> <laughs> oh so uh in any case it's uh you know i i feel like you're further away uh and i and i almost am feeling like i miss you even though we're doing the exact same thing that we always I do i know uh maybe it's the i'm no longer in a closet Yeah. He's kind of throwing you. You uh, normally are surrounded by uh, fuzzy, woolly sweaters, and currently you seem to be in some sort of, I don't want to give away your location, but uh, uh, you you seem to be in some sort of a loft situation, much like Talking Heads, the members of, lived in lofts with zippies of one. 100%. They may have been in the zippy I'm in now, or... uh, uh Zippo that's, uh, you know, east of here or west of here, north, south, I'm not sure. But I know it was close. I know it was a uh, uh, close, uh, I bet close it, by. I bet at one point they passed through your zip, zap, zap, and they were just like, check it off the list. Oh, they just cruise right on through this zip, either going uptown or downtown. They 100%, no doubt about it, talking heads have been in this zippy. Mm, Feels good, doesn't it? I love it. I love it. I love just grinding it out, zip-wise. I love... what. There's nothing I love more than taking a nice long plane ride to New York City and then when I touch down... And I ask the driver of the the Bentley or the limousine or the Rolls yep. Royce, whatever they happen to pick yep. me up in, I, I, I don't make it, you know, I don't specify, certainly. It's whatever, sure. you know, just I say, bring the nicest car to me, yeah. uh, you know, something that is, you know. that Something classy. And, classy, sophisticated, yeah. but, you yes. know, reserved, uh, doesn't That's stand right. out, but uh, definitely turns some heads. That's right. And uh, people will notice this car. People will notice, but it's unassuming. But at the same time, they're not bothering me, but they're looking inside going, I wonder who's in there. Yeah, it's not garish, but it certainly stands out in a crowd. Absolutely. And people will have to know who is (laughs) in that car. So when they pick me up, there's nothing I like better than making that drive into the city and just crossing them off. Zippy one, zippy two, zippy three. Oh yeah, all the way across the Brooklyn Bridge, baby. Oh yeah, into from one zip right into the just <laughs> zipping on, just over zipping to through, and, and a, also calling him out to the driver like, yep. "Here we go, new zip." I like to just call out the numbers without telling him that I'm calling out zips, so that he wonders why I'm <laughs> just, just screaming spouting at, weird, at the top of your lung. Random. One zero eight nine two. <laughs> one zero zero one boy it's great and the drivers love it drivers love it they love me um and uh uh, there's nothing better than a nice trip to new york unfortunately i'm not taking one for a little while so i can't come visit your set and give the kids a thrill give uh uh, all the your fellow actors like a little rush of endorphins of like oh my god is that uh we're in the middle of a pandemic you you should, uh, you can always come out here, quarantine for a couple of days and then swing by the set, give everyone a little bit of a goose. I like to really a, be uh, safe in quarantine jolt. for like three months on either side. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that's, that's the kind of the protocol here anyway. Yeah, so definitely. Three, four month uh, quarantine <laughs> uh, before every day of shooting. Of course, of course. Um so you and, and it's New York City aka the place where pace picante sauce is not is not, not allowed. They uh, nope. they have a barrier all around the city. Yeah. Armed guards. Do you have any pace picante on you, son? Yeah, if you try and sneak it in, you're you're screwed. They beat the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. They fucking end you. <laughs> they'll they'll do that regardless. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> doesn't I'm not even talking about Paes Bacani <laughs> yeah. anymore. Um, but we are, you are in New York, which was always considered by <laughs> yes by the band as the fifth Talking Head. Is that right? Oh yeah, and you know, in so many great films, it's the it's a character as much as any of the other characters. Sure, it's the second the Woody films. Allen in a lot oh, of my films. My, hold on. Is this an episode of I Love Films? Oh, shit, it is. Hey, everybody, this is I Love Films. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And uh, usually I say welcome to I Love Films, uh, so let me welcome you now. But uh, we are we're back for another episode. Can you believe it? Oh, man. Yeah. I. I you know what? I can. You thought can, we were Scott. done? You thought we were done? Uh-uh. There, how many times have people counted us out? How many times <laughs> have they said those guys are done, and we keep coming back. Dunzo, Uh unzo. <laughs> I, I, I don't think don't so. Don't think done. so. <laughs> um, I don't think so. In any case, we're talking about movies set set in New York. Um, and oh man, I I I gotta confess, I'm coming up uh, short. I'm I'm drawing a blank here. You know what? I was thinking about the fact that in great films, uh, New York City, just the city, just New uh-uh. York. Uh-uh. Yeah, just the hustle, the uh-uh. bustle, the uh-uh. walking, the stoops, just the stoops, the bagels, the pizza, uh, the nightlife. Mm. Uh, but the, but what about the day life? Oh, the day life. I mean, going to the park and sitting back and reading the the New York Times tossing a little frisb New York Post tossing what tossing a frisb oh man just getting the frisbee out there and just chucking it just blading through central park catching just frisbs blade it up, just <laughs> cruise right into a new zip right in the middle of the right in the middle of the park but all of this all of that in one city one little island from space you can't even tell that this is just a a little island teeming with life. And And films reflect that. Films reflect that reality. In so many films, it's a character in the film just as important as the leads, if you ask me. Certainly. So I'm trying to think of one. um, Yeah, I can't think of any. Uh, Is uh, um, Batman? Well... Batman famously, you know, takes place in Gotham. Oh. But, you know, I think that there's a lot of people who, who, you know, just assume that Gotham is
0: sort of a no. fictionalized
1: version of New York. No, it's so, Gotham. Uh, it's Gotham. What about Chinatown? Chinatown. Great. Uh, well, that's also pretty famously Los Angeles. Huh. Now, I'm, okay, I'm going to throw one out there. Yeah. I'm not talking about the originals. I'm talking about the, the prequels. Okay. So the, of the star Wars movies. Oh, so episode one, episode two. Yeah. Like the Phantom. Episode Menace three. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or, is there any of that? Yeah. Any of those kind of touch, touch down into I the think New so. York. I think, I think those area. are set in New York. Aren't they? Okay. Yeah. From what I, re- see, that's why it came to mind is because I just thought, well, wait a second. I think those, I think that was New I think New so. York. Anakin, hey. Hey. You get some sausage and peppers, Anakin. Come on. Hey, I'm Skywalking here. This Skywalker. Yeah, those are yeah. set in New York. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye.
0: Bye.
1: Good F. Those guys know their shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a it's just a great resource for- um, It is. If you're a film lover uh, and who amongst us is a film hater, yeah. I mean- Truly, you know, not me. There's no more transcendent art form than film, as far as I'm concerned. But if you are a film lover, then you're going to want to download, not stream those episodes because you're going to want to listen to them again and uh-huh. again and again. You can just keep them on your uh, your phone, your tablet, what your computer, whatever it is. Uh, and by the way, you uh, they uh, you know they don't say this every episode, but if you uh, need a transcript of any of their episodes, yeah, then all you have to do is just write to them, and uh, they'll send you the transcripts, and that way yeah. some of our uh, hearing impaired listeners can right. can figure out exactly what those guys from I Love Film. Are talking about, and that is just service they provide. Uh, we don't provide yeah. it for this show, but uh, they provide it for that show. No, and you know, it's a great resource because if you're in film school, something like that, um, yeah. and you don't have time to just like back it up and listen to, to, uh, to the podcast over and over again. You can just carry this around and you just kind of uh, highlight your or, favorite passages and you know right. th- things that you're going to want to come back to, you know, little nuggets of wisdom. Yeah, if your professor lets you kind of have notes uh, during the exams, uh, you can have it highlighted, just ready to go. It's a great resource to use. It's a great resource. uh, Because a lot of what we talked about on that last episode is going to be on the test, probably. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. There's going to be an exam uh, about New York and film and all that stuff. And and probably question number one is going to be name one film set New York. And now you're going to have it right there at your fingertips. Yeah. It's a great resource. It's a great, well, I mean, that's getting back to what I was talking about. And I know that you have sort of, you know, your point that you want to make, but I was going to say it's a great resource and something that people are going to want to go back to again and again. Yeah. I love, I love that you, that you're saying that and that's cool. Um, and I think that, uh, that, you know, it's a salient point, but if I'm just gonna, we can just like circle back to what I was saying, I, what I was saying is more like it's a great resource for students. If students want to have a resource specifically for the particularly film students, it's a great resource for them. Uh, I, I get what you're saying. And during I, an exam, certainly, like certainly have yeah. it right there. I understand you know. that. And I know that, you know, we're just spitballing and there are no bad yeah, ideas, yeah, sure. but I want Whatever. to sort of offer up a counterpoint um that it's probably, a lot of those episodes are going to be uh, – if you're the resourceful type, it's going to be great for you um, in order sure. to use those as uh, sort of the, the raw materials that you're going to draw uh-huh. from. Uh, yeah. Sort of like a resource, a great one, a great resource, and yeah. uh, students are going to want to use those episodes and come back to them. Um, high on re-listenability, I have to say. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, it, I'm not disagreeing with you uh, at all but i'm just i think it's important that i just say real quick that um, and just come to, again just spitballing throwing this just seeing if this spaghetti sticks against the wall sure. here uh, that as far as a student goes as far as someone who is in school uh now mainly referring to you know university higher but, education know, can, sure 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 and grad school and stuff but also listen they're they're doing film film classes in some high schools now, sure um and I think it could be a great resource for for students of any age really uh, who are studying film uh screenwriting uh even acting you know sure I think it's a it's for again those who are resourceful it's great for them well i think I think that we can agree that it's an important medium and uh film that is and that those podcasts are certainly a great resource um we, c- we can agree on those facts that i've established sure. yeah certainly i can live um, with that yeah definitely um well speaking of great resources uh this episode is a great resource for anyone who wants to know anything about a little album called what is it called Little Little Creatures Anyone who wants to know about the album Little Creatures is going to want To put this on repeat And listen to these facts Over and over again And we need to take a break Adam Um, But when we come back we're going to be talking about This album Little Creatures I hope you've listened to it because otherwise our break Is going to have to be about 40 minutes Long while you (laughs) listen to this (laughs) Album but uh, have you listened to it I, I really hope you have Don't worry. Don't worry. Okay, sorry. All right. We are going to come right back. When we come back, we will be talking about the album, Little Creatures. We will be right back on you talking talking heads to my talking head after this. Welcome back, you talking talking heads to my talking head. I'm here with Adam Scott, and we are about to get the fuck into it. Are you ready, Adam? Oh, I am rolling my sleeves up as we speak, as we sit here. Yeah, that's great. We want those forearms nice and recognizable. Got him. Got, got them right there. There they are. Man, you're looking... Guns. You're looking big these days. You're looking... Uh, yeah. Swole. Yeah, I got some big forearms. Did you... Uh, have you been lifting in preparation for this part? Sure. It's <laughs> <laughs> a stupid question. <laughs> All right. We're going to get into it. We're going to talk about the album Little Creatures. Let's get into some facts. Released June 10th. 1985. Mm-hmm. Adam, do you remember what you were doing and did you buy this record when it came out? Well, my brother did and he had the record and we would listen to it all the time. Um, I remember it was a big deal. But June 10th, 1985, Back to the Future came out either soon after this, back right, to, Yeah, or Back right to the Future is... Far as I remember, it came out in the summer of 85, but I think it came out in May. Let me just check this out here. Man, I was, whenever that came out, I was all about that. Back to the future. July 3rd. July 3rd, 1985. So So, uh, a a mere three weeks and two days later, Back to the Future was out. I mean, I was just. I just went to see, I just kept, I going, kept going, to going to see, see that over and oh over li- listening to the soundtrack over and over bang yeah. bing, ding 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 bang ding, bang nah, I, I feel thong, like we're verging thong. into our sister podcast here yeah, Huey talking Huey, tuwi me but I uh, we can't get into that but um so you were all about back to the future this year all about back to the future that summer that's I brought every single member of my family I just loved it Had so much Have you seen the movie um, stop making sense at this point uh, yeah, probably. I would imagine. And I mean, Talking Heads were, uh, I was like, a, I really liked Talking Heads. I wasn't like buying albums really yet because I just didn't have the means. You didn't have disposable cash. You didn't have walking no, around money. You didn't have a little lettuce my, for wh- that tomato. That's right. I, I had zero lettuce. You had, you had zero. As a result, had zero tomatoes. <laughs> and you had uh, zero bozos. Is that right? No bozos. Um <laughs> And yeah, and I I really really uh Do you remember really your like first them. Bozo? Whew. It's it's hard to say. What about you? Can you remember your first? A, a young child never forgets his first Bozo. Yeah. I was 8 years old. I remember for the entire year that year. This was uh from January uh 1978 until September 23rd of 1978, I had $999. And then I remember on September 24th, I was just walking down the street and the, the most elegant millionaire was coming towards me on the sidewalk and he's wearing a top hat and spats and tails. I mean, he looked like, like a cartoon. He looked like the monopoly guy. You know that guy, the guy, the Monopoly guy. Do you know that guy? Oh yeah, do you, the guy, so the Monopoly rich. guy, Mr. Monopoly. Do you know that guy? Yeah, the richest. He looked, he looked like the spitting image of this guy. And he passes Whoa. me on the street, and I'm like a ragamuffin at this point. You know, I have like, you know, grease on my face and and tattered uh, gloves, and you know, uh, I had a gold watch, yeah, but I didn't have a fob. You know, I didn't have a nice golden fob to connect sure. my, my my golden pocket watch to to my vest. <clears throat> and so he sees this and he's like Excuse me, young man, where is your fob? And I had to confess, I said, Sir, I'm bozoless. Yeah. <laughs> and, so and he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a Susan B. Anthony. Whoa. Yeah, and he flips it over to me with his thumb, with his thumb. Whoa. And it it catapults throughout the air, turning over and over and over and over. And and, and to my little boy mind, my little ragamuffin mind, it was up there in the air for what seemed like days, nay, weeks. And just Hmm. time became meaningless after a certain point because I'm just looking at the arc of this Susan B., Turning over and over and over, I'm looking at her face occasionally because occasionally you can see her face, and I'm like, "Who is that? I don't know who that is." Suddenly, it lands in my palm, and I say, "Excuse me, sir. This young man just obtained his first bozo." Oh man, it was great. It was so great. great it was so cool he tried to kidnap me um he tried to abduct me he asked me to go step into his car he, his car was not as nice as you would think it would be it was kind of like a, oh really a beat, was it? it was just like a beat-up station wagon it, it turned out that he he was wearing a halloween costume um hmm. he wasn't actually really rich and um he tried to abduct me and um i fought him off i fended him off but uh oh, so good. the story has a I mean, it's uh, not a sad ending, not a happy ending. It's still it's, cute, though. It's cute. It's a cute ending. Anyway, that was, yeah. yeah. I, I I remember depositing it at, to that bank teller, and she just smiled at me because she knew. She saw me coming in, and she was like, do you have what I think you have? Oh, and man. Did they, did they turn on, like, the bozo alert? And have, like, <laughs> yeah. Whole, you know how thing. the banks do that every boeep, time. Boeep, boeep, boeep. It was incredible. But, um, yeah, I remember mine. Oh, That's great. That's great. That's a great story, and it's fun. It's fun to listen to. It's fun to it was listen fun to watching was, you tell it. I'm going to be honest. I got to admit, it was fun to say. I, you know what? I could tell, and that's part <laughs> of why I enjoyed uh, listening so much. The, the the tale was was so much fun in the telling of it that it almost oh, yeah. the content of it almost didn't even matter. No, the content of it was irrelevant. It's all about the spirit sure. uh, with which it was told. And that's sort of what America is. You know, it's about storytelling. It's about storytelling. It's about spirit. It's about uh, the spirit of the pioneers who uh, the, pi- yeah. founded this country. And it's a, a, a an individualistic spirit that Americans share. Yes. The American dream. Just, you know, st- you don't have two nickels to rub together. and Next no. thing you know, you're you're getting, like, bozos, like, one a minute. Suddenly the bozo alert is going off, like, bing, 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 bing. It's like, at a certain point, I'm like, can I lose some money? Because I'm tired of this bozo alert going off and waking me up all the time. Please, can I flush some bozos down the... Jesus. The old old T toilet. The old WC. In any case, uh, 1985 was uh, when this came out, June 10th. Now, I remember... Uh, this summer and this album in a very particular way, which um, I was very big into Talking Heads. We talked about on our Stop Making Sense episode, went to go see the movie with my friend. And uh, so when this record came out, uh, I believe my friend bought it and I taped it off of him.
0: Hmm.
1: And um, the reason I know I had a tape of it is because that summer... I went to Lake Elsinore, which uh, was the lake that my church group would go to for water skiing. Um, And the name of the beer factory in uh, Strange Brew. Interesting. Um, And so I I had a a boombox that I would carry around with me wherever we would Mm go. And I would play this record and I would play the Cars Heartbeat City over and over. These were the two tapes that I brought... (laughs) great albums great albums played it over so anytime i hear hello hello again i just flash back and this album is the same i flash back to wandering around lake elsinore um did i ever tell you what happened to me there when i sunk the jet ski no (laughs) we rented it me and two friends my god pooled our money and rented a jet ski from a, a jet ski rental place, and we didn't know how to. They don't give you any instruction. They just, the, you know, they go. Oh, I expected some sort of like tutorial or whatever, right? But instead, they go, yeah. "Here you go," and then you're you're oh, expected. Jesus and they they kind of tell you how to turn it on. That's the one the one thing they do. So we're sitting there in you shallow. Have you signed something? Yeah, we signed something. So I'm s- sitting there or standing there. All three of us are standing there in shallow water with all these boats around us. And we're like, okay, well, he said you turn this key and press this button, and it turns it on. None of us are sitting on it, by the way. So I do that. Hey, I are you out like in the in the in the deep water? Or no, we're in, shallow, we're in the shallow. We're in the shallow water. This? Shallow water where okay, okay, boats okay. are tied up, right? Okay. And so none of us are on it, but I go, okay, well here we go. And I turn the key and I press the button and it just takes off without any of us on it <laughs> and crashes into a boat. <laughs> so the people who own the boat are like, Hey, and I go, sorry, sorry. And we, we go, "Oh boy, that was a, that was a, a close call. You know, yeah. if the people on that boat had, you know, been upset, it would have ruined the weekend. So we go, all right, who wants to get on it first? I go, I, I don't know. I will. Okay. So I get on it. I'm out in the deep water, having a great time. Three minutes later, it is at the bottom of the lake. <laughs> Why? What happened? When I hit the boat, it like knocked a patched up uh, hole in in the engine or something oh, like that. Jesus. So it, kn- so it filled with water? It filled with water and sank. And so like everyone at my church group made fun of me out there like floating in the middle of the water. <laughs> having to be rescued <laughs> and then them so having you were out in the middle of the lake, out in the middle of the lake. They had to, they had to get a rope and like drag the jet ski up. And then, um, they were going to make me pay for the jet ski. Me personally, by the way, my other two friends, they're not saying a peep at this point. Right. They're just like, yeah, Scott did this. He was out in the middle of the water. Oh, that's, and, uh, so then the, the, the adults at the church group, took a look at the jet ski and they were like, "Uh, this hole was obviously in it before and you just put like putty over it or, right. you know, something. He's not going to be responsible for this jet ski. He's not paying you any bozos for this bozo. Plus, you're a teenager and it's what, like $5,000 <laughs> or something like that? It was just insane. It's it was insane. like, it, it to me was like another example of one of these accidents that you get into as a kid um that just cost your parents thousands and thousands of dollars that all they can do is just be like, well, that's the price of raising a kid, I guess. Yeah. Um, but in any case, so, so this particular trip, I, I just, anytime I listen to this record, I flashback, um, to that trip. And I, I have a lot of, uh, 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 I guess, you know, even though that that trip was a a weird memory, I have a lot of great memories with this record. And this is probably the Talking Heads record, aside from Stop Making Sense, that I've listened to over and over and over and over Mm -hmm. again because I was 15 when it came out and I listened to it over and over again. And that's really what it was like back then because other than the radio, you were limited to what you had. And when you didn't have any money or anything like i remember listening to like like you're describing like two albums for months like i would just listen that's how you got so into these albums and now with a streaming service or something like why would you ever do that right but but listening to i I know almost every note every production choice of this record i right i i put it on yesterday for the first time in a while and i was immediately singing along to like not only the lyrics but every musical instrument and every chord change i you know so i i just know this one backwards and forwards that's Um, cool and, uh, That's like me with automatic for the people or something like that. Like right, every single little thing. Um, a little background about this record. So uh, weirdly enough, um, you know, our last few episodes, there's been so much drama with all the members of Talking Heads uh, and fighting over credit and and right. you know, it's like a soap opera. Or something. It truly is a soap opera. So I I've read. Uh, chris farts book and i I read the uh this must be the place book and neither of them really have any kind of drama regarding this record um Hmm. here are the facts so stop making sense gets released and mr burns decides he wants to write and direct his own movie which we will get to uh on one of our next episodes um so he moves to los angeles and he gets an office at the WWWB over there in Burbank. Um, Bill, Billy Bong, Bill, <laughs> what does John Daly say? <laughs> Billy Billy Burbank, I can't remember. We got to talk to him at I some don't point know. on our sister show, on the Red Hot Chili Pepper show. Oh yeah. But um, so he gets an office where he's trying to make this movie. So he moves to LA and he apparently he loves it and he loves the sunshine and he he loves. I'll tell you the biggest thing that he loves about it. He loves that nine at the start of that zippy. <laughs> oh man. Getting that just getting mail? Crossing, crossing that border into the nine zone. Oh uh, you're just when you, zipping. When it you up. get mail and you're like, Yeah, that's the zip I'm in. Yeah. That's right. You better believe that starts with yeah. a nine. Um, so he's over at uh, Warner Brothers trying to, trying to work on this movie. And, you know, back then, the album life cycle was every year you would put out something. You'd need, right. you need product uh, every single year because the, the machinery was designed in order to constantly have product out there. So they had put out Stop Making Sense the year before, so everyone knew that they had to put out an album this time. But the weird thing about it is, so our last few records have all been based on the group jamming together in one room and figuring out the songs as they go. This time, Mr. Burns says to them, oh, hey, I wrote all these uh, songs on piano. Um, Do we want to do these? And starts playing them, basically, the songs on this record on little creatures and he's written Mm -hmm. them all on piano and they're all sort of like character sketches. I, I think in one book it, it mentioned that some of these were designed to be for his movie. Um, and the thing that's surprising to me is both books. I would think like after two successful records where they were born out of jams, the band would say, uh, what if, you know, we did it like the other records, but instead they all go great. Sounds good. Let's record these. No drama. No, no fighting over credits. Chris Farts at some point says, uh, "I was pleased to see that Mr. Burns included some lyrics I wrote a long time ago in Perfect World. He included those. He gets credit for them. Um, and they they basically just go and 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 bash this album out." uh they were reco- and it's a more con- kind of conventional song structures and stuff Yeah, these right? are all like, like songwriter songs. These uh the past like two pop. records yeah. yeah, the past two records have been um they certainly were ended up being pop music, but these are kind of uh just straightforward verse chorusy David Byrne uh, Mr. Byrne's <laughs> songwriting uh, uh uh examples. They go record it on top of the Ed Sullivan Theater in uh one of those offices up there on top. And um it comes out and and it's it is just like a nineteen eighty five pop record. You know what I mean? It's yeah it's yeah. it it kind of is the perfect record to come out when you're super famous because yeah. They are super famous now, and and this is like not a challenging record. If that makes sense, right? It's it's just a really good pop record. Really good melodies, really good structures. Nothing is too long. Uh, there, only one song is uh, is over four and a half minutes. Really, there's a uh, Television Man is over six, but but nothing like dark and bizarre. And, yeah, just a real nice David Burns, uh, Mr. Burns being Mr. Burns. <laughs> And, uh, now some of the band, I I believe George Harrison, look, I mean, dude was in the Beatles and made Sergeant Pepper, you know, like the thing that invented pop stars making challenging records. Yeah. From from what I read, uh, he thought this was a little unchallenging perhaps. And especially coming off of remain in light, you know, which is so groundbreaking, some of the band maybe thought that this was like a little light. Um, but Chris Farts said he had fun. He was like, I was, I was having such a good time doing all these different types of drum sounds. <laughs> um, one, I thought you were going to say all these different types of drugs. <laughs> and farts. One thing that did happen was um, the entire band was interviewed for the New York Times magazine and um they all did interviews for it as talking heads and then when it came out it was just a picture of mr burns on the cover pretty classic oh, yeah. and it was and yeah. every everyone else's interviews were sort of supporting their story on mr burns instead of oh, it being sucks. a story on talking heads that's classic happens um but other than that, they just had a good time and put it out, and then the record was uh, huge and sold more than any of their other records. Now, the, looking it up, I was surprised to see that "Lady Don't Mind" was the first single, which I isn't that weird. Remember, yeah, I don't remember that being a hit at all. Was it? Uh Not really. I, I, in fact, the the first a uh, song that i remember hearing was road to nowhere so um yeah i remember and she was being the huge hit yeah i both of those were certainly more uh made more of an impact than the lady don't mind i know that they uh, uh george harrison i think told us on our last episode uh that they they made a deal where all four of them would direct the videos and because they they knew that mr burns would direct them all unless they like struck an agreement so um, they ended up making three videos, um, and they talk about how uh, basically MTV just played the shit out of these videos. Yeah, and made the record as popular as it was because they didn't have a lot at the time. They they I forget exactly what it was, but they this filled some sort of niche for them where. For about a year, they were just constantly playing Talking Heads videos. Yeah, I remember, uh, and she was, and Road to Nowhere being on constantly. Now, we should talk about the cover a little bit, because this has a, a little bit of a um, relationship to our sister show, Are You Talking yeah, Howard Me? E. The Reverend Howard Finster does the cover um, in his inimitable style, and... Um, I guess Mr. Burns kind of said, hey, I want I want you to do the cover and I want me holding up the world. <laughs> and uh, so uh, Howard Finster painted uh, Mr. Burns in his underwear for some reason, holding up the world. <laughs> and um, but it's a, a very cool cover. It was. uh Yeah. It was definitely uh, it's it's very striking, and I believe he got paid twenty five hundred bozos for that. Or no, no, not twenty five hundred bozos. That would be an amazing amount. He got paid uh, two and a half bozos. Um, man, really? I think so. I may have the time. I, yeah, I guess that's you know that's a down pay, that's a down payment on a yacht. It's such a great record cover. I love it. It's so good. So you have uh, the the other people who are on this record are you have uh, Lenny Pickett who is the leader of the SNL band at the time he does a bunch of saxophones on a a lot of the songs Hmm. our old buddy Steve Scales from Stop Making Sense comes in and adds percussion Um, a lot of backing vocals Um, they talk about how they got sort of like the cream of the crop in studio musician backing vocals Aaron Dickens Diva Grey uh, Gordon Grody Lanny Groves um, Kurt Yaehin, I believe. Um, they all do backing vocals mainly on, um, I believe Road to Nowhere, and you got uh, some washboard. It's a real Americana album. It really yes. It's like a it's like a a driving album. You know what I mean? Well, it's what he was exploring music wise for True Stories, and sort of did this concurrently. Right? Yes, so and he was. Yes, they they did these one after the other with with basically no break. I think it's maybe more successful at the feeling he was going for in true mm-hmm. stories than even true stories is i mean it truly mm-hmm. is one of these records you can pop on as you're having your driver you know in a in in something nice he's driving you around in something nice you know something classy yeah you know not garish, but certainly people are going to fucking notice. They're going to fucking lose it if they see you in there. And you want to roll the windows down because you're, you know, you want to smell the ocean air. Yeah, you want people you, to see you. But you know that if you do, it's going to cause some... It's going to cause some incidents, you know? Yeah, people, people are, are going to kick up a fuss. Yeah. But. So in any case... um great record and we will hear a little well we'll go through the songs when we come back how's that sound great. Adam? that sounds great it really really does all right we're gonna come back and listen to little creatures we will be right back with more you talking talking heads to my talking head in just a second we'll be right back Welcome back, you talking talking heads is my talking head. And we are talking about the record Little Creatures. Have I said Little Creatures before then? Before now? Yes. Okay, good. Um, little Creatures is the name of the record, and you ready to get into this, Adam? Yeah, screech it up. <laughs> Sorry. Screech it up. What if it was... Little Screech. Little Screech. What a Young or Sheldon? Little Screech. Little Creechies. No, wait, if it was a cute... A little cuter, it would be Little Creechies. I accidentally hit on a million-dollar idea. Like, no one wants Screech involved in Say by the Bell anymore. Right. But pull a Young Sheldon, Little Screech. I would watch a show about Little Screech. Oh, Little Screech. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Someone get... Who owns the rights to that? You were, weren't you on that episode? I, or on the, on that show? I disagree, though. That, I disagree that it's a million dollar idea. Why? I think it's a $10 million dollar idea. Whoa! That's so many bozos. I don't even know how many bozos that is. I believe 10,000? Something like that? I could be getting that wrong. All right, let's go through I'm the gonna songs. I'm going to admit that earlier when you asked me when I got my first bozo... I didn't know what... I'd forgotten what Bozo (laughs) referred to, so You gotta listen to these episodes back. I asked you to go first. (laughs) Um, All right. This is track one, and this is... um, This was uh, the third single, strangely enough, but this is one that everyone remembers. It's gotta be wrong. Uh, I don't think it... uh, Who knows? But uh, this is... And she was... This is the kickoff track to Little Creatures. Here we go. Good shit, man! It is just so catchy. This is how such happy music. Yeah. Um, it is interesting. I mean, all sort of art school sheen is gone. All kind of like old sourpussisms. Yeah. Um, they're all gone, and and but what is front and center is David Bur or Mr. Burns' <laughs> point of view. Which is challenging enough already, you know? So it was almost this melding of art school point of view on happy pop um, music that made it so popular. But it also has this kind of art, art school, like... This is pop music. This is catchy pop music. In italics or in quotes. Yeah, a little bit. Like, we're doing this now Um, rather than this is what we are. This is like, check out what we're up to. Pretty much every album is kind of check out what we're up to. (laughs) I I guess so. (laughs) But I feel like this this super clean, straightforward pop music thing is more conceptual than it is. Very chimey guitars here. Yeah, cowbell. I love it. Kind of drug uh, influenced LSD ish kind of uh, lyrics. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Hey, hey, hey! And it'll now be in my head for like two weeks. Yeah, good shit. Um, that's an A plus. Sure, in my in my mind. Um, which is the highest grade that some schools give. Um, this is track two. This is Give Me Back My Name. I believe if I'm not mistaken singing background vocals this is a weird song to f- to follow and she was well it's interesting because it, it goes immediately into a minor key song which yeah when you think about it where else could you put a minor key song except for right after a happy song that's it makes the yeah, contrast I held it for because there's so many happy songs on this album I would have put another like what is interesting, though, is it goes into a major key, I believe, after a little bit, which mm. turns it into more of a happy song. Let's uh, talk a little bit more sure. as, as they continue. Here, this, this is a little major. But then goes back into a minor. Now we're in a major again. Now we're back to happy kind of
0: Something has been changed in my life Something must be returned to us Something must be returned
1: to us But then back to minor key. I you know yeah. at the time it didn't seem weird to me because it 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 is kind of ping-ponging back and forth from from these two moods and I think it ends on kind of an upbeat thing. So it, it, it didn't seem uh, like strange to me. Like it didn't, it didn't yeah. seem incredibly challenging, but I, uh, but I, I know what you mean. It is uh, kind of a weird track too, but I don't know, but I like it. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about it? I like it. I, I mean, I like the, the I think that those harmonies in the chorus are really pretty. Uh, and that Americana sort of, it's a weird mixture of like that older, talking heads vibe with this new yeah poppy americana thing it's not my favorite on the record i i don't know why i love it um yeah and um i'll fight you oh (laughs) okay okay let's do it yeah how far how far can your arms reach to punch me two thousand miles oh that's not gonna be enough No. Okay. Well, let's uh, rain check on that fight. Um, This is track three. This is Creatures of Love. This is sort of, I mean, not the title song of the record because there isn't a song called Little Creatures, but it's kind of what the title of the record is referring to. Uh, This is Creatures of Love by Talking Heads. Uh, another one is sort of a minor uh, minor key feel that goes into a major for the chorus. It's great. I love this song. Based a little bit on a dream that Mr. Burns had, apparently, he was telling Tina about where he was like, I had a dream last night, I was surrounded by creatures, and she said, oh, was it a scary dream? And he said, no, they were creatures of love. Sounds like a cool guy to talk to. (laughs) Yeah. It is... uh isn't Little Creatures, the, just those two words, in an older song of theirs as well? Huh. Creatures, I'm not sure. Little Creatures? Um, this this is one of two songs on the record that talks about babies. Which I don't well, know. I think it might be in Slippery People. I don't know. Okay. Well, I, I had moved on and made a different point. Yeah, you had. <laughs> Back to the chorus. Here we go. Beautiful pedal steel of by,
0: creatures by Eric Weisberg.
1: Love, love, love. We've been here forever. Yeah. Really fun. I mean, this is, a, again, it's when we say Americana, that's uh, kind of what we're talking about here. Um, sort of like, I guess, you know, our a previous band we covered, U2, they, uh, you two, you two, they did Americana in 1987 with Joshua Tree. Yeah. Yeah, um, like the kind of exploring American music. Yeah, sort of. but Talking Heads beat them to it by two years. That's right. Although I wouldn't, I, you know, I don't think this album screams America kind of like Joshua Tree did you know like we're exploring America it just has these touches which hadn't been incorporated in Talking Heads songs before yeah all right glad that you agree all right so here's uh, this is track four this is Lady Don't Mind this is maybe the closest they came to like sort of a dance song like the stuff that they did on their previous records so you have a pr- kind of a propulsive line that right and steve scales doing the bongos in the back but it it is not a dance i mean it's not like a banger or anything like that right is the chorus about to? i believe so Lenny Pickett did a good job on these. Yeah, it's so weird to me that this was a single. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's at least what Wikipedia says, and I think I think one of the books talks about it. But, uh, I mean, I can see it being just the first. It just doesn't the make first, sense. The first, it doesn't make any sense. But, uh, I, you know, I look, most of these songs I'm going to say are great. What do you think of this one? Yeah, I, I really like it. I think it's really good. Um, what about you? I, I, I like all but maybe. No, wait, shit. I like all of the songs on this. I was thinking, yeah. there's one that I was, when I was listening to yesterday, I'll tell you which one it is. I was kind of like, eh, do I like this song? And then the chorus hit, and I was like, I love it. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. So much of uh, this album is wrapped up in me hearing it one million times. I do, think, right. I do think that that song, you know what it reminds me of? is It reminds me of David Bowie's Tonight record. Which is hmm. a flop and everyone considers to be bad, but I actually really like. It has that like clean production with the very clean horn sounds and right. Um in any case, that, that song in particular reminds me a lot of it. Um all right, this is the last track on side one. This is perfect world and some might say perfect song. Well, we'll find out as we listen to it. Perfect World by Talking Heads. This is the kind of song that you write on piano and not on guitar. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, like, you can really tell that he's um, doing kind of different chord structures than he was on guitar. I mean, he's a good rhythm guitarist, you know, but, um, and and some people talk about how the fact that he doesn't really know music all that well led him to doing weird chord progressions. You wouldn't hear in any other song, but this is just like beautiful uh, uh, piano-y chords that fit really well together. Very happy. Yeah, it's a really, just really well-constructed song. Good falsetto singing. I mean, nice happy song. I I was just looking up the, the album Tonight. Yeah. And stumbled upon Never Let Me Down. Remember the Glass Spider tour Oof. being like this infamous flop? Yeah, I didn't like it. But yeah, what about it? Just, uh, just thinking back to like, I remember just how, just people just tore him to bits because of that tour. He was so coked out during that tour, and I watched it on ABC. They, they like broadcast. Uh, really, they broadcast one of the tour dates on ABC as like an eight o'clock special, or at least nine o'clock or something and i remember watching it and that that record is probably the my least favorite david bowie record um never it's let me down so yet. bad and i and i like to, i'm a tonight apologist i really like tonight even though it's it's a lot like this record it's not challenging i just like the songs on it but yeah. man that's an ugly sounding record and that tour is terrible and actually but they they did put out Two years ago, I believe, they put out a a David Bowie right before he died. He put out a uh, he was working on a different version of that record with different instrumentation where he took all the instruments away and and made a new version of it. And it's really fascinating. Right. Yeah. You should listen to it. We should. I mean, why are we talking about David Bowie? I know. And then he took a six year break after Never Let Me Down. Yeah, well, he no, he 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 was in Tin. Machine, well, he did Tin Machine, yeah. Which I love that first Tin Machine record. In any yeah, me too. case, Perfect World. How do you feel about it? I like it. It's really pretty. Okay, we're we're not gonna we're not gonna dislike much on this record. I have to say, I but know. Adam may dislike more than me. All right, this is track one on side two. Um, we have four more tracks to go. This is Stay Up Late. Stay Up Late. What? Listening to Talking Heads? Maybe you'll find out. This is Stay Up Late by Talking Heads. out of 10, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. It gets really this good great, uh, towards the song. end. Another song about babies. I don't know if babies were on his mind or or what, but um, he's talking about... A little pee-pee. A little pee-pee. Talking about a little baby's pee-pee.
0: Um,
1: there's a part uh, coming up that I want to highlight, which is one of my favorite parts on the record what i like about all these songs too is is like they kind of establish like a nice melody and a nice groove but then they they end up do going to interesting places like sort of in the breakdowns and stuff yeah oh yeah yeah i i have always loved this song it's coming up in a second here he's writing about, on some of these songs, writing about really lightweight stuff. Right, yeah. And you know, um, they talk about how he's singing a little more on this record or crooning, as Chris Farts puts it. But, um, this is the most Mr. Burns-y, like, old-school Talking Heads kind of vocal performance where he's kind of yelping and doing a lot of, like, vocal tricks and stuff. Yeah. Um... And in any case, I mean, those, those of you who want us to find fault on this record are sorely disappointed because so far yeah. uh, Adam ha- has maybe been a little, eh, not sure about a couple of them, but I love them all. Give Me Back My Name is the one I'm sort of like, sh- is more of a shrug to it's me. More of a shrug to you. Okay, this is the one that when I first heard it again yesterday, I was kind of like, eh, maybe this is a song I don't like, but then the chorus kicked in and I liked it. So this is Walk It Down by Talking Heads. Kind of more of a swamp vibe. So far, you know, C minus, maybe. I love this chorus. The chorus, though, here we go. I
0: mean,
1: it's so good. almost like a gospel chorus uh, not a gospel chorus but you know they're they're using all these backup singers to their advantage yeah. uh, sounds really pretty kind of putting a polished sheen on Mr. Burns singing uh, sounds like it's recorded in a big room with a lot of with a, musicians and a lot of um, really nice furniture and just tastefully decorated modern chic certainly but Nothing too outlandish. Yeah. That's great. All right. That was Walk It Down. We are two songs away from the end. The next one is called Television Man. Now, Mr. Burns has a fascination with television. I think this is the second of maybe three songs he's written about television. Uh, one with uh, on that. Yeah, thing. because you have found no, a job. Sorry. Found a job where he's right. like, damn, that!" which is all about people arguing over uh what they're going to watch on TV. So instead, they decide to make their own TV shows. Then this one, Television Man. And then he, he has I Will Watch TV with St. Vincent, I believe. Those are the three I can think of. Maybe he has more. Oh, I was thinking of Radiohead, which is about a radio and not television. Well, it's covered as by... As far as I know. It's covered by AFTRA. Well, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Our Radiohead. Our brothers in in our uh, uh, union, Aftra, of course. Sure, our union brothers and sisters. Sure, Um, this is Television Man, and it's by Talking Heads. What do you think, Adam? Yeah, I like it. I. It's not as um, it's, exciting to me as. It's a B plus in a yeah, in an album full of A's. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's a television man, is what he's trying to say. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I get that. That's what he's saying. All right, this is the final song on the record, and and it's an interesting choice to be the final song because it's probably the most well known song on the record and the biggest. It's s- a great album closer. It's, it's though, a monster, but it is a such a, you know, it's such a good closer. And and when you see American Utopia, you kind of think like nothing can really uh, come after it. It's so. Big and such a great way to end it could have been maybe an opener I don't know we'll never know but uh, this is road to nowhere and this is by Talking Heads Well we man mm-hmm. yeah. I mean people know this song it's great um i mean this song has been in so many movie trailers it's crazy yeah well i mean a lot of movies are road movies and people you know yeah what i love i love mus- music uh supervisors who uh can can only think of the most obvious song to use in yeah. something you know like i love watching a tv show and, and i know that a a main character, a protagonist, is under a lot of pressure when I hear the song Under Pressure. Oh, my God. Or when they are making a lot of money, you gotta play Money by Pink Floyd. Oh, my God. Or the fucking Apprentice theme.
0: Money, 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 money!
1: Ugh. This is great. I mean, this is really great. So good. I mean, just, there's nothing wrong with this, and, uh, you know, go see or, or watch American Utopia for a great version of this. Um, Spoiler alert. Yeah. I'll spoil the shit out of that. I'm excited that Spike Lee directed it, too. Cool. He directed the version that's going to be on yes. HBO. You, uh, I, I get all my Talking Heads info from your little asides on this show, so I'm glad to hear... <laughs> Some breaking news. <laughs> we it's gotta a break we joint break in on this program. Um the the bonus tracks are pretty much like run throughs of, of songs or an extended remix, but there is one interesting uh totally different version of The Lady Don't Mind. They call it the Moog or Moog March version. Do you want to hear a little bit of this? Sure. And we'll uh We'll see how it stacks up uh, to the official version. This is Lady Don't Mind, a different version, which you can find on bonus rarities and outtakes. Whoa. weird yeah very different huh I, I mean they made the right choice yeah this is the like vocals sound like they were recorded like in a garage this is probably like a run through or, the, or them doing yeah a, a, you know warming up with it or something like I don't think they professionally mixed this or, or intended for it to be released no. or whatever but uh, uh, definitely a different feel the early version of Road to Nowhere is cool, too. It seems like a like a a warm up. Just a demo. Yeah, just right? a them. Yeah, yeah it's, it's true. I, I wonder if any of the band is on it other than Mr. Burns. This is uh, the early version of Road to Nowhere.
0: Well, we know
1: Yeah. It's like a home recording almost. Yeah. I bet he did this with a drum machine. I'm not sure. Um, in any case, little creatures, classic album, classic album, uh, uh, again, kind of has, has taken them out of the art school aesthetic that they had for their first few records. And now they're just purely just a pop band, but I love it for it. And, um, I think uh the songwriting is great and um, who knows this may be the last really good Talking Heads record we don't we don't know we don't know what's to come but uh this one... let's see how long they try and keep up this were a mainstream pop yes, band thing this definitely was worn out uh in my neck of the woods and on uh, uh certainly from the bottom of Lake Elsinore to your home I hope that uh, you play this record and enjoy it. Uh, Adam, any uh, final words you want to say about uh, this record, this period of time? I don't think so. How about you, Scott? Yeah, you know, I I feel like people have heard enough of what I think about this record. We want to hear what you think about this record. Hit us up at (laughs) (laughs) GoFuckYourself.com. But no, I I hope you listen to this record and and enjoy it. I can totally understand if you, in the context of people just looking back, not knowing Talking Heads, if they listen to it and go, well, I don't know, Uh, like their other shit, who gives a shit, but uh, it's definitely one I love. All right. That's going to do it for us We for another week. Hope you've enjoyed it. Adam, I've enjoyed spending time with you, and I hope that um, everything goes well for you out there on what I call the East Coast. Sure, yeah. Likewise, the West Coast with you, my friend. May they never meet At all, because that would be a strange. That would be a large folding country. (laughs) All right, we'll see you next time, and until then, we hope that you found what you're looking for. Bye.